Good morning, everyone. Today we are in Genesis chapter 26. There's some things I really am I'm marveling at today in this chapter. So we get this ongoing story of Isaac, Abraham's son, and he's now going to repeat some similar patterns that that Abraham did and lying about his wife and even going ahead and making a a treaty of some kind with Abimelech, which Abimelech, we don't know if it's the same king or maybe just a king in his line with the same name. Uh, not 100% sure on that. But he he does some of the same things due to a famine in the land. He ends up going uh, near Abimelech's territory, and they have some disagreements over well water, but eventually they come to uh, an agreement, uh, and there's peace in the land. But that's not so much what I want to focus on. Um, look at verse 2. Listen to this. The Lord appeared to him and said, do not go down to Egypt. Stay in the land of which I shall tell you. Sojourn in this land, and I will be with you and bless you. For to you and to your descendants I will give all these lands, and I will establish the oath which I swore to your father Abraham. I will multiply your descendants as the stars of heaven, and will give you your descendants all these lands, and by your descendants all the nations of the earth shall be blessed because Abraham obeyed me and kept my charge and my commandments, my statutes and my laws. So amazing this this promise, this Abrahamic covenant that began back in Genesis 12 where it was a unilateral covenant where God said, I am going to bless this family. You are going to have a family as many as the stars in the sky and you're going to be a a blessing and and, and I'm uh, my blessing is upon you. And even though Abraham made mistakes and Isaac's making mistakes and and Jacob even worse, especially earlier in his life, as we'll come to see in the chapters ahead, these guys were by far, you know, Im, they're imperfect people, and God uses imperfect people. And we've talked about that before. But I think sometimes we've underestimated the promise of blessing. That is upon Abraham's family. And, and God is making it very clear to Isaac here that this blessing on Abraham is upon him. And I really feel like that's the hallmark of this chapter. When we go to verse 23, uh, Then he went up from there to Beersheba. The Lord appeared to him the same night and said, I am the God of your father Abraham. Do not fear, for I am with you. I will bless you, and I will multiply your descendants for the sake of my servant Abraham. So he built an altar there and called upon the name of the Lord and pitched his tent there. And there Isaac's servants dug a well in Beersheba. By the way, that's where Abraham was when he then went up to um, Mount Moriah to sacrifice Isaac years ago. So now they've returned back to uh, Beersheba. But here in one chapter... Isaac's been getting a confirmation of this promise uh, that he's going to be blessed, he's going to be a blessing, and that he's going to multiply his descendants. And what I want to share with you, church, is that the way that God has blessed the nations through Abraham is through faith. In Genesis 15, Abraham believed the promise of God that God would give him these descendants. And it says, because he believed, he was reckoned righteous. He was found righteous before God not because he was totally righteous as a person, 
but he was found righteous because of faith in the promise of God. And if you turn all the way up to Genesis chapter, excuse me, Galatians chapter 3, we've touched on this before, but we're going to do it very briefly this morning because I think it's just so important. Uh, In Genesis chapter 3, verse 8, it says, The scripture, so this is New Testament now, foreseen that God would justify the Gentiles, that's non-Jews, non-Israelites, that's us, and that's nations too. That can be translated nations, Gentiles, meaning all other people other than Jews. The scripture foreseen that God would justify, make right, make righteous the Gentiles by faith, preached the gospel beforehand to Abraham saying, all the nations will be blessed in you. See, that blessing wasn't going to be just on Abraham's family, but he was going to bless the nations. So how is God going to do that? So then, listen, verse 9, those who are of faith are blessed with Abraham, the believer. Do you see that blessing that God promised Abraham and now promised Isaac? That blessing is now on us. Excuse me. That's on us who believe in Jesus. Just as Abraham believed and was made right, we now, when we believe in Jesus, we're made right. We're part of the family of God, and we've received the blessing that's on Abraham's family. And, and guess what? That blessing didn't go away. Like, even when Abraham made mistakes, when Isaac made us mistakes, they were men of God, but they made mistakes, but the blessing didn't leave them. And, and that blessing is now on the church, on people who believe in him. And, and you know, if, if we were to go to uh, Romans real quick, and I think this morning, one of the things that's hit me is this distinction between the church and the blessing that's on the church and on Israel. Do you guys realize, even though God has plans for Israel, and even plans for Israel's salvation, they are not in this blessing right now, because they've been cut off due to a lack of faith in Jesus. So although God has future plans for them, there's going to be wars with them, and there's going to be divine protection for them, but they are not experiencing the blessing that the church is experiencing. They're not receiving the fullness of the Abrahamic blessing right now because they've rejected Jesus. So although we want to support Israel, Israel is making a mistake by not coming to the Messiah. And 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 as a result, they're facing a lot of difficulties for their rejection of Jesus. And we could we could read about that in Romans 11 um about Israel being cut off. And I'm not going to get into it, I guess, so much right now. I've got it in front of me. But I would encourage you to to read that. But yet, it says that although Israel's been cut off, it's not been cut off that they can't be grafted in again. And there's going to be an opportunity for Israel to one day uh, come to faith in him. And if you're pre-tribulational, which I lean that way, but I do it gracefully, we believe that during the tribulation is going to be a time when many Jews are going to find out the full consequence of what they did in rejecting the Messiah. And some people are going to, many people are going to come to faith in Jesus during that time of tribulation. And I think this morning, I even see it more clearly because of this promise of blessing that's on Abraham's family, that it's like God, it was unilateral. Like he was not 
he didn't take it away, even though they, you know, made mistakes. And here we are in the church now. We have this blessing, but Israel does not. They're, they're, they're not a part of that right now. And yet God has not forgot about them. <clears throat> but listen to something else that I saw this morning that I want to share with you that I think is really interesting. Is in Genesis, where were we? In Genesis 25, it says that, or excuse me, we're in 26. In verse 6, it says, So Isaac lived in Gerar. And what's amazing is that Gerar, that valley of Gerar, is literally right next to, possibly even in, what's called Gaza today. It's right next to Gaza. And isn't it interesting that he tries to go down to Gerar, right next to Gaza, and there's all kinds of division. And he gets kicked out of there, and he ends up, they fill his wells, and they end up having to go up to Beersheba. And then finally, he, he finds some peace there. It's just interesting, I think. And it it seems to show even what's going on today, the division that's in that gaza Gerar region, uh, it, it still exists to today. And, you know, at the end of this story, too, today in Genesis 26, it says that Esau went and married Judith, the daughter of Biri the Hittite, and it brought grief to Isaac and Rebekah, the fact that Esau married outside of the family. Like you saw how much care Abraham put into getting a bride for Isaac. Um, and here we have Esau who went and married someone that was outside of the family. Um, so what do I want to close with today? I want to close with the fact that God was going to make sure Abraham's family was blessed. We now have been made part of the family of Abraham through faith. The church is blessed. We are blessed to have Jesus as our Lord and Savior. Those who reject Jesus are not part of that blessing. That blessing is not upon them. And Israel right now is missing out on the blessing of knowing the Messiah and knowing salvation through Jesus Christ. Although God has not forgot about Israel and he still has future plans for Israel, they've been cut off right now from this blessing. And my hope would be is that when you know the end times come, that the blessing that was on Abraham and that's on it in the church is going to spare us from the wrath of the tribulation and that God will be with his church and that Israel during the tribulation who didn't receive this blessing or were cut off from it because of the rejection of the Messiah are going to have a chance during the tribulation to know Jesus, but they're still going to have to go through a lot of difficulty because of their rejection, which honestly they've been going through a lot of difficulty for many years. They need to recognize Jesus. But it is still amazing that all these difficulties that Israel has with its neighbors whether it be with the people of Ishmael, the people of Esau, or the people uh, near Gaza here. It all started many years ago, and it just hasn't go away. And uh, we see many of it repeated today. So anyways, um, may God bless you all, and we'll see you again in chapter 27.